get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good to have you with us from Ballpark Village, the top of the Budweiser Brew House overlooking Bush Stadium on opening day 2020. We are efforting the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak. And if you didn't hear yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, MLB announced that they are expanding the playoffs this season. Eight teams from each league that are in the playoffs. The top two teams in each division will make the playoffs. And then two wild card teams will make the playoffs. So... And we'll ask Mo about this. Uh, I would think that there will be probably a little different trade deadline because there will be some, some teams that think, okay, I'm in it, I'm going to go for it, or some teams that are thinking, okay, I feel like I'm good enough that I can get that second wild card. Teams that never would have dreamed of making the playoffs now will have an opportunity. And I really look, Michelle, at the West where the Padres and the Diamondbacks and maybe even the Giants who are in the midst of a rebuild – they probably all think they can finish second in that division. Probably, and I love this this contract, especially for this season where you know so many teams are going to be in it right down to the wire. And it's such a wild and crazy season anyway. I love that more teams are going to have, have the opportunity to make the postseason, and I think it's going to be a really fun postseason. Well, yeah, when you have four best of threes at the beginning of the postseason, and we talk about the randomness yeah. of the baseball postseason anyway, uh, I would think that there will be some random things that occur in that postseason that we would have never dreamed about because all you have to do is win two games and you surprise somebody. And just to boil it down, in a 60-game in a season, if I'm guaranteed more baseball with the postseason, I'm going to take it. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously everybody benefits from this, but when you're a, a good club with a lot of depth like the Cardinals, again, when you're playing that many playoff games, depending on how they let you set up your roster, but when you're playing a lot of playoff games and it's tough to get through a month of postseason baseball, uh, it, it makes a big difference to have a lot of good players that you feel like you can count on. For sure. That's Michelle. I'm Randy, and uh, we are efforting John Mozeliak, the Cardinals president of baseball operations. We're also in the 9 o'clock hour, right at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Bob Costas about opening day and what he foresees from this opening day with no fans. I think that's going to be, uh, it's obviously going to be weird, but of all the things, of all the new rules and all, all the, the managers wearing masks, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff when you watch a game like we saw on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But I think that'll be the one. And I'm interested to see what it looks like tomorrow on Fox when Joe has the call, Joe Buck for Washington and the Yankees, when they have the, the virtual fans. It's going to look like an EA sports game. I think it's going to be good. What did you think of, um, I think the virtual fans will bring a different element from an entertainment standpoint. What did you think about the game last night? I tuned in to watch Nationals-Yankees, and it was, it was. I knew what to expect because we had seen Cardinals inter-squad games. We had seen the, 
the ex exhibition game, so we knew what it was going to look like without fans, but it was still kind of shocking to me to see an actual game without fans. Yeah, it, and I like seeing the cutouts behind home plate yeah. in, in, in L.A. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, and our friend, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozalak, is with us. Mo, happy opening day. How you doing? Well, good. Uh, thank you. Um, overall, pretty well. I, I mean, it's been just such a crazy ride to get to where we are, but... Uh, I mean, there is that sort of excitement this morning and, you know, finally watching real baseball last night and, and knowing that it counts. I think everybody just wants something different in this current new normal. And, you know, it's exciting that we got baseball back. So it uh, should be a fun day. Got Flaherty on the mound. We really like our team and uh, we're excited about um, the prospects of what this looks like going forward. Mo, as you evaluate now on July 24th as opposed to March 12th, when things were shut down. Do you feel any differently about your ball club to start the season, and if so, how? Well, I do think when you when you look at a 162 game schedule, it, you, it's never really like what you look like when you start. It's really how you finish. And I think in a 60-game schedule, it really is what you look like when you start. And, and so, you know, the, we're, we're fortunate because we were able to get a little healthier um, with the delay, obviously, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, Mike Liss are all ready to go. Um, you know, our bullpen is, is maybe missing a few pieces that we might have anticipated back in March. But, you know, overall, we feel really good about what our roster looks like as we, as we begin this uh, little sprint. Mo, speaking of roster, yesterday when the Cardinals released their opening day roster, I think a lot of fans were searching it for one particular name in Dylan Carlson, and they didn't see it on there, obviously. But can you take us behind the decision to not have Dylan Carlson with the club here on opening day? Well, I think, you know, all offseason, you know, we made it very clear that we wanted to give some players an opportunity. And, and sometimes it's about like where you are in terms of, of your, in your career point. And, Tyler O'Neill is someone that we traded for a few years back. Um, we felt like had to try to give him an opportunity. Lane Thomas had an excellent secondary camp here. And, you know, overall, if you're not going to be playing every day, it's hard to put someone on the roster. And, you know, the fact is, is you know, our outfielders all performed well in this camp. And so it just didn't make any sense to, to have him sit here and only get a few at-bats a week at some point, you know, he'll probably get an opportunity, but, you know, really excited to see what these guys can do. And um, I think Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas, Bader, those guys deserve the shot. Mo, you mentioned evaluating these guys and you as an organization want to see what you have in certain players. And that's always a difficult job, but it's increasingly difficult this season under these parameters. You've got about a third of a season to make these evaluations based on player performance. But have you kind of figured out a way or adjusted how you're going to have to arrive on some of these decisions, given that you don't have that much runway? Well, I think you're playing the hand you're dealt, right? I mean, we're all playing with the same circumstances. So I'm not overly concerned with like how you have to think about player evaluations or decision-making. Um, you know, a lot of baseball evaluations are based on past history, too. And so when you're looking at, at trying to understand what the future holds, a lot of it's going to be based on not only what you did this year, but in past years. But, you know, ultimately, 60 games is still a pretty good sample size. Is it perfect? No. But uh, I don't think it will hinder us from decision making. 
Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, with us on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. We are at the Budweiser Brew House overlooking beautiful Bush Stadium where the cards will open against the Pirates tonight. Mo, I want to ask about the expanded playoffs from your perspective uh, as you and Gersh and the, the rest of the personnel team traverse this season. Do you think that the fact that there will be eight playoff teams in the National League rather than five will change your approach as you make transactions? I guess it really just depends on where you are. Um, I mean, I think this is more to Michelle's point. Like, this is going to be the trickier part, is trying to understand how you should contemplate the trading deadline in, in uh, a month from now. And understanding, like, you know, is it really worth just doing something to get in the postseason? And, you know, we've had a lot of success in this organization, and we understand that there is a randomness to postseason. And so you do need a little luck once you get there. But I think that's going to be really the, the, the math that we want to try to understand is as we get closer to that, what's that going to look like? Mo, who's a player coming out of summer camp that really impressed you? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. I, we can't I, I now have there. you again. There, we got you. <laughs> yeah, we got you. <laughs> I lost Michelle. Did you hear the question? Who? who? Yeah, uh, Michelle wanted to know who impressed you in summer camp 2020. Brought to you by Camping World. <laughs> well, I think uh, Lane Thomas had a great secondary camp. Uh, I think Austin Dean did as well. I think that the biggest takeaway, and, and you guys might have noticed it even last night when you were watching those those games, is. These athletes used their time well. Um, a lot of these guys showed up in tremendous shape, and, and our camp was no different. And so, you know, when you look at where these guys are today versus where they were in February, they really are in a much different spot physically. And, you know, I think as you watch baseball over the next week or so, you're going to see that you're not going to have to baby these guys. These guys are ready to go. And, um, you know, pitchers are going to want to go deeper in games because they're excited to throw. They're excited to be back. And so I do think that's the biggest difference between you know, doing a camp midsummer versus doing something in, in the normal spring. Well, one of the guys that certainly used his time well was Carlos Martinez. He showed up ready to go. And when discussing the decision to put him back in the rotation, Mike Schilt emphatically said Carlos earned it. And we know that there were conversations that happened in the offseason about what you guys needed to see from him to reward him with that position. So can you let Randy and I know what some of those discussions were like with Carlos? What did you want to see out of him to make sure that he was ready for that position? Well, a couple things. One is the commitment to, to wanting to be in the rotation. Um, you know, it, it's nice for someone to say, hey, this is what I want to do or can I do this? But reality is, is you know, to, to earn these types of spots, you have to be committed. And I think in Carlos's case, he, he took that and he allowed himself to grow from it. And, you know, certainly he made the most of it. And, you know, I think when you look at what happened during the pandemic and, and where he was, he, uh, he decided to use his time well, get himself stretched out. You know, our biggest concern during the pandemic was, you know, communication tree and staying in touch with players. And sometimes down in, in Dominican Republic, they're a little harder to get in touch with. But, you know, obviously uh, the way he showed up at a great first bullpen opened up a lot of eyes. And from there, we were just really pleased with what he, he was able to show us. And so it really just shows you the depth of our club because, 
you know, a lot of people are worried about what's going to happen in the bullpen, but we have a lot of horsepower down there. And so it made the transition from taking Carlos out of the bullpen into the rotation much easier. Mo, when you got into baseball with the Rockies and when you got here to St. Louis in the 90s, you had the manager, and especially here with Tony, the manager was the guy, and what he said went. And now you fast forward to 2020, and this team has a lot of ownership inside the clubhouse and on the field. Mike Schilt gives those guys a a lot of leeway. Not that he he doesn't completely manage them, but I I just want to get your perspective on how things have changed and how much – uh, the the ownership of the club that the players have means to them? Well, it, it's also different times, right? And and so when you're looking at, at the way the evolution of a clubhouse has gone, especially you know when you're talking specifically about the Cardinals, we've always been lucky because we've always had some, some senior leadership, if you will, in the clubhouse that helped mentor, grow younger players. And, and this team's no different. You're, you're Adam Wainwright, you're Yadier Molina's, you're, you're Paul Goldschmidt's, Dexter Fowler's. These guys understand that they're present. They know what they have to do now, but they also help the younger player, players grow and, and know what's expected of them. And, and that's really important to have because, yes, a manager is critical. I mean, you have to have a good leader in the clubhouse and the dugout, but you also have to have the right players to make it work. And, you know, we're fortunate because with Chilty and, and those players I mentioned, we're in a really good spot. Hey, Mo, uh, you know that I was excited on the day that you guys signed Brett Cecil. I thought he was the best non-closer on the market when the Cardinals signed him uh, before 2017. What happened with Brett Cecil? Well, a couple things. Um, I mean, if, if you look back to his first season with us, he actually performed well. Um, I, I think where where the breakdown started to happen was when he started to have physical issues. And I just think he never really got on track. I think living up to his contract, there was a lot of high expectations there, and I, I think the, that pressure didn't help. And so I think the combination of, of both of those factors really weighed on him. And, um, you know, when he came into this secondary camp, he lost a lot of weight. We really think it affected his overall strength because uh, his velocity was down. And, you know, the, the decision to, to release him really came down to the depth that we had. Um, you know, we just didn't see a spot where we felt comfortable where we could use him. And so, unfortunately, it didn't work. And, you know, uh, you look back on those kind of deals, and, and that's the risk of baseball, right? Because, uh, you know, multi-year deals are guaranteed, and you got to try, always try to find a way to make it work, but sometimes they just don't. What's it like when you call Mr. DeWitt and say, I want to do this, the guys do $7.5 million this year, but we're going to release him? <laughs> Not very comfortable. Um, <clears throat> look, Bill, Bill understands <laughs> the game. He, he, he knows what, what, what's happening. I mean, he's very aware of what's going on with our roster, and you know, I don't think that call surprised him at all. Um, you know, candidly, he, the fact that he knew we had better makes makes me feel makes that decision a lot easier. 
Mo, the biggest X factor this season really is the coronavirus and keeping all of these players healthy. And that's going to come down to a lot of personal responsibility with the players when they go out on the road or when they're back with their families. As you mentioned on the broadcast with Dan McLaughlin, they need to leave smart. They need to make sure that they're doing things in a way that protects them and protects their teammates. So have you guys had internal conversations? What's this going to look like? Is there a snitch line like the NBA? Are you just going to have Yachty post up by the elevators on the road to make sure nobody gets out? (laughs) What are those conversations? like um, yeah of course we have those conversations all the time I, I mean the, i think the biggest test for us is going to be when we get on the road right we've shown we can manage this bubble here but the next test is going to be when we start to travel and there's a lot of unknown so you know i can you know give you the same lecture we give the players on what we expectations are and what you need to watch out for but candidly i think we need to get out on the road experience that see where we think some of those uh, pitfalls may or may not be and then react accordingly. But, you know, certainly we understand there's, there's going to be more risk when we go on the road and we're going to try to look at ways to, to ease that if we can. And, you know, we have a very disciplined, disciplined club, which is good, but you know, there's still some things that are out of your control, but you know, COVID's not going away. So, you know, that is something that's on the forefront of all our minds and, you know, we just have to think through this and hopefully we can find some reasonable solutions that that are fair and give every player an opportunity to have some normalcy, but also um, can, st- can still stay safe. I also heard you mention, Mo, on the broadcast with Dan that you hoped the players would just head to their room and settle in with a good book. And Randy and I have started a baseball book club here on 101 ESPN. A lot of listeners are involved. So we just wanted to extend the invitation to you and the rest of the club that, hey, you guys can join us in the baseball book club and you won't even be tempted to leave your hotel room. (laughs) Well, I would welcome that. I'm certainly going to pack a handful of books on this first road trip. uh, But I don't think my books will be just baseball themed. (laughs) <laughs> Good. Hey, Mo, two more quick things. Number one, you, you're you great at, at engaging fans, whether it's at events or warm-up or season ticket holder events and dealing with, with us. So what's it been like this three weeks uh, being at the ballpark without fans and knowing that you're going to spend the season without fans? You know, I think the, the key to that is, is, is taking advantage of these opportunities, right? Because to your point, you're not going to have that same – uh, natural interaction that you would have during a normal year, but stay, still trying to stay connected to them. Perhaps I should get more active Twitter account or something to do that. But um, in, in all seriousness, I do think it's something that we're going to have to be conscious of and making sure that we are available, making sure players, coaches, manager, that we still are going, taking that extra step to make sure we're connecting with our fans because we want that connection to happen. And, uh, it, it is something that in a normal year that, that we're very conscious of, whereas now it's going to be much more difficult to do that. But it, it's still something that we have to uh, think through, and hopefully we can do it in a way that our fans feel like they're getting something. And finally, Mo, last night, as we saw in Washington, they raised their banner and they had Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch. We see the bunting that's up here at the ballpark. Would you anticipate that there will be a little bit more opening day flavor to tonight than just uh, taking the field? There will be. Um, I'm sure you guys have read that that we will follow suit with um, the other 29 clubs and take a moment and, and honor Black Lives Matter and... And there will be, be, it won't be the traditional Cardinals opening day. 
And part of that's just because of restrictions and what we can and cannot do at the ballpark this year. But it, it'll still have something unique to it, and uh, hopefully people appreciate it. Right. We're looking forward to it. We can't thank you for your time. And by the way, organizationally, we talked about access with fans throughout this process with the Zoom meetings and uh, with your communication with us and, and Shilty and your players. Uh, I don't think that the Cardinals fans could ask any more as the conduit to the fans. We really do appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you guys get to enjoy a great game, and we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you, Mo. Take care. That is the Cardinal Pobo, President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak on 101 ESPN. We've got Cardinal Baseball in a few hours, Randy. I know. We're closing in. We're uh, 11 hours away from being in-game in for Cardinal Baseball. We do have a larger postseason this year. What do you think? You can send us a text, 65780, or you can also leave a mic drop. Always feel free to do that with the right mic drop feature. Does the fact that there are eight teams in the that are going to be in the postseason Water things down for you? Are you happy about it? It's coming up on 101 ESPN.